We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is August 3rd. It's 2020. We have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Seems like we've had 11 to 12 to 13 games here recently. So a nice little eight-game slate to get us kicked off for this week. I'm joined by my good buddy, Cheese is Good, Dave Potts. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. It is good to be back talking baseball with you. I thought it would never happen again, but... Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yes, uh, excited that baseball's back. Um, you know, you. I know we were just chatting about it. You know, we had some fun with esports um, when the pandemic and no sports were going on, and you know, grown to accustomed to kind of liking it and um, had some fun with it. But I'm definitely glad that you know we have baseball back. Basketball's rolling. Um, basketball looks a lot more promising than baseball at this point, as far as finishing the season. So we'll see. We're just going to take it by day by day. That's all we can do. Um, that's all we can do, right, Dave? Yeah, and we got the hockey going now too, which hockey, I like. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I'm hopeful on on basketball and hockey at least. And I mean, I mean baseball. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll make it. Now it's it's a mess, but um, I mean, we got it, and and I love it. Yeah, we just got to hope that you know things are changing, and it sounds like things are changing. Like, don't go out when you're like traveling. You guys are getting paid millions of dollars. Like, you know, go go play baseball. Um, let's talk some baseball. We're going to start here with the Phillies and Yankees, Jake Arrieta against Garrett Cole. Um, I was telling you before we got started, I feel like this is the hardest slate we've had since we've come back. Um, pricing wise, like if we're looking at FanDuel, I I feel like there's still mispriced players, but DraftKings today, it is, it's really tough to build that solid lineup. Um, do you have any interest in Jake Arrieta in this one? No, I mean, you're going to need a cheap pitcher. Um, this is not the one I think I can mess with. Like it's, you know, he's obviously low upside always just because of who he is. Um, I'm fine with a low upside pitcher, um, on slates like this, but not when they also come with this kind of power risk. I mean, it's just, uh, I'll go for almost anyone else. Um, give me some cheap pitcher. Sure. But Arietta against the Yankees, uh, so much has to go right. I mean, it's not inconceivable that he can get enough ground balls from all the righties, but it's, it's pretty unlikely, and he, I don't even think he's going to pitch that long. So, no, I'm, I'm pretty much out. Yeah, my thing with Arietta is, like, this dude throws a sinker a ton, like, especially against righties. That's why he has such a high ground ball rate. That's why he induces so much soft contact, and – when you actually start digging into like the Yankees against sinkers, they actually hit sinkers really well. Like they're not a fly ball hitting team, but they're a team that hits sinkers really hard. Um, so I'm going to pass on Arietta as well. Um, listen, I, I really was considering it. I was like, oh man, they're going to have like six, seven righties in this lineup and Arietta can at least maybe limit the damage. But I started looking into some pitch data and um, don't like it. Uh, Garrett Cole on the other side, 
talent wise, you know, Degrom and Garrett Cole are, are really high above. Well, I guess Bueller's up there as well. But um, we have three legit aces on the slate. What are your thoughts when it comes to Garrett Cole? Yeah, like on a lot of slates this year, an eleven thousand dollar Garrett Cole would have been uh, someone I'm definitely for sure playing everywhere as much as I can. Um, but on this slate, I mean, it's really tough to even get one ace. Um, and I still feel like we, we don't know what Cole's going to do with the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, we've seen two starts. One was cut short. Like he looks more or less the same. Um, but you know, we don't know if he's really going to be a 40% strikeout guy or a 30% strikeout guy. And if he's a 30% strikeout pitcher on this slate at 11 K, he's not even really that useful, which is silly to say, but it's kind of true. Um, I think you have to. Like a $600 difference between him and DeGrom on DraftKings, $600 is huge on this slate. So I, I, I will say he's, he's the ace um, as far as points per dollar upside out of the aces. Um, I don't think anyone would be surprised if he strikes out 12 guys. Um, so, yes, I love him, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to just force him in. Like I don't, I don't feel like the first thing I'm going to do is lock in an ace and then go from there. Um, it's going to be if I can get up there. I do think he's the guy I want the most. Um, but I don't feel like it's – neither he or DeGrom have, like, a fantastic matchup. I mean, they're fine. But so far, just kind of playing around with clicking some lineups in, I, I don't feel like these guys are anything close to a must-play. No, I think this is way different when you're looking over on FanDuel. Um, Garrett Cole's the most expensive pitcher on FanDuel at 11K. Like, he's the guy. DeGrom's 10-7. DeGrom's, DeGrom's a little bit cheaper. Um, but when you're when you're playing around with 11K on DraftKings, it's tough. You're playing around at 11K on FanDuel. Um, it, it's not hard at $3,000 per player, and there's still some guys in those low 2K range um, that are underpriced. So, I like Garrett Cole. I'm with you on Cole over DeGrom on DraftKings. And, you know, you guys all know I'm a DeGrom truther. But I think the matchup is a little bit better here for Cole. Like, we look at this lineup. There's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup outside of, like, Didi and maybe Segura. Um, let's talk bats in this one. Anything standing out to you for the Phillies? Well, the only thing I'd say, we don't know how to value, but keep in mind the Phillies haven't played in a few days. That's um, true. And, I mean, who knows? I don't Like, I don't know if they've been – I would assume they probably haven't even been taking batting practice. Like that, they were quarantined, weren't they? They weren't yeah, even so allowed to leave. So I think they were like they haven't picked up a bat since, until tomorrow. Um, so I don't know that. Given that you don't really want bats against Garrett Cole anyway, I mean, sure you're allowed to, you know, play like a Harper or, or a DD and say, yeah, he'll probably give up a home run. I don't think it's crazy to throw uh, a lefty power bat in a tournament, but. One, it's Garrett Cole. Two, I don't know when the last time this team – like, I don't even know if they've, like, jogged down the hallway. Like, uh, they may have just been sitting on a couch um, long enough that I, I, don't, I don't see any reason really to mess with them. Yeah, there's plenty of bats on this slate. We're going to get going here, and, like, we're going to have plenty of bats to talk about. Um, Harper, DD one-offs, I don't hate that. DD little revenge narrative for everyone that loves revenge out there um, going up against the Yankees. But um, the Yankees side of things, like I said, Dave, I think they could potentially be a sneaky stack on the slate. I don't typically stack against Jake Arrieta. He's a ground ball guy. But I started looking into the sinker stuff, and, like, Judge is one of the hottest hitters, if not the hottest hitter in baseball. And this dude, 47% hard hit rate with a 95 average exit velocity against sinkers since the start of 2016. So – I like what I'm seeing as far as, like, the data on sinkers. And I actually kind of like the fact that, like, the Yankees are outside of Stanton and Judge, not too expensive. I'm not playing Sanchez anyway. He stinks. Yeah, I am a little uh, worried about him. Like, I don't – there's almost nothing that will make me worry about a hitter, you know, five, ten games into a season. But if you're striking out, like, pretty much every time, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to mess with Sanchez right now. Um, uh, one for 18 or something like that. Yeah, I agree. It's weird how the Yankees are priced cheaper than some other teams. Like they, they finally brought judge up a couple dollars, but he's still probably too cheap for what he's doing. Um, you know, generally speaking, your first go-to would be lefties against Arietta. 
course, the Yankees are so right-handed, but I do like Aaron Hicks. Um, who knows what their batting order is going to be on any given day, but Hicks should be in the middle. Um, I love that. Yeah, basically, Judge, Torres, Stanton, Hicks, Voight, that kind of probably what's probably like two through six. Um, I love all of them. And, like, you, you kind of mentioned it when we were talking about pitchers. Like, Arietta, this is his first start. Like, we don't, we don't know, like, how stretched out they're really going to let him go. I, w- I would think, like, a, a veteran like Arietta maybe a little bit longer leash than some young kid. But, like, this could be a spot where you get a few runs on Arietta in the first four innings and he's out and you get the Phillies bullpen and you get all these Yankees bats cheap and, like, they can put up runs in bunches. So, when I, first first glance at this slate, I, I like the Yankee stack as a different stack here. Yeah, and I would say just in general, the Yankees are – one of my favorite DFS teams every day just because of the power. I mean, every single guy in the whole lineup, one through nine, can hit a home run. There's not many teams like that, um, and especially if you just start getting random middle relief guys. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, we move on. We got the Mets and the Braves, Jacob DeGrom, Mike Sorka. Um, any interest here in Jacob DeGoat? Yeah, I, mean, I can't possibly not have interest in him every single time. Like, the guy is great. Um, but kind of like we talked about, it's just a weird, there's no way you're playing two aces today. And if you're only playing one, you know, their prices are flip flopped on the sites. One's a little more expensive than the other. I think you just play Cole, um, slightly prefer his matchup. I mean, DeGrom was awesome against the Braves on opening day and he can always do that. But if I'm going to pay up, I think just give me Cole. I'm, I love DeGrom. He's amazing. But you still don't count on strikeouts the same way you do. Like, yeah, he'll get them, but not with the same. Just no matter what, he's definitely going to get them. Like, he might decide to just get a bunch of soft ground balls. He'll do whatever he wants to do to get guys out. But um, I, I think just give me Cole. Yeah, so, like, in, in tournaments here, if everyone has the same mindset and we open up, you know, Christian Mino's lineup HQ, projected ownership, and, like, we're seeing four to one Cole to DeGrom like that makes Jacob DeGrom a lot more interesting too. So um, both of these pitchers, DeGrom and Cole can strike out guys at a, at, at will. So uh, the other side, we got, you know, one of the young arms for the Atlanta Braves that has shown a ton of promise. Um, Mike Sorka, Cespedes out. This lineup takes a, a hit, um, you know, even though Cespedes had been striking out a little bit and he hadn't been hitting the ball a lot like that. We're still, we're replacing Cespedes with probably like a maybe like a Dom Smith or somebody. Um, what's your thoughts when it comes to Sorka here? Uh, he's just one of those guys that's so great in real life. Um, Good real life pitcher. So not great in DFS. Like <laughs> it, it's weird how much these things matter. Like, I mean, he's a top pitcher just in real life baseball. Um, but there's just no strikeouts. I mean, he's below average, a below average strikeout pitcher just loses so much value in DFS. And I mean, I'll say that the DraftKings pricing, like we said, is so tough. You may, you may land on some lineup where you just can't possibly get up over 10 K, but you don't quite need two cheaper guys. And so like, sure. I guess I would take Soroka raw points over any of the like seven K guys. Um, but if I need that salary, which I feel like I do, I just – I don't want a low strikeout pitcher um, on this slate. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, if I end up on it, I don't hate it. I, I think he's a really good real-life pitcher. This game has the lowest um, total on the slate for a reason. Like, two great arms here. Um, Bats-wise, is there anybody on either side, like, outside of, like, some one-offs here? I don't think we're, like, stacking either one of these teams, right? No, uh, you know, I mean, most days I like the Braves, but you, you don't stack against DeGrom unless you're just playing one of everybody in a 150. Um, and on the Mets side, same same problem with Soroka. Like, he's so good. Uh, I'll probably have Conforto, at least, in my tournament pool. Um, that's about as deep as I'm going a one-off. Um, like, I, I won't X out guys like Alonzo, but – um, I don't see any reason to chase batters against against Soroka. Maybe, maybe Conforto. Yeah, like my problem is like if they like if they had the Yankees discount, like they just don't like 
Freeman's expensive, Acuna's expensive, Alonzo's expensive. Like even Conforto at, on this slate at forty seven hundred, that's expensive on the slate. So, like it's just tough for me to and, and like Albie's, you know, he's day to day right now dealing with a little bit of an injury. So like, I just don't see myself using one offs here. I like Freeman against Degrom. He profiles really well against him. He hits him hard every time they play against each other. But outside of that, like I'm not paying 51 for 100 for De- Freeman against DeGrom on a slate where I'm struggling um, to find value. So, yep. um, yeah, moving on. White Sox Brewers, Carlos Radon against Brett Anderson. This is a barn burner <laughs> here. Um, any interest in Carlos Radon? Oh, I really want to like him. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I so badly want to like him. Like This is a guy we've been trying to like since like 2015. Yeah. And I mean, he missed most, almost all last year. So it hardly counts. Um, but I mean, his first start it didn't look like he was, he's back yet. Um, but like, there's, there's definitely talent in there. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm going to throw a couple of darts at him, but I don't recommend it. It's one of those things I'm probably going to do it, but I don't really think you should. Um, but, but the, like the Brewers are a beatable team. Like there's just yeah. not when you think about how good they were last year, and they're just not. Um, I'm going to be taking a few shots on them just because I know the talent is in there, even though we haven't seen it yet. Well, like you take Lorenzo Kane out because you know he opted out. You add Braun back to the lineup; he should be back in the lineup here, and like you're still facing a team that is going to strike out and there's only like two or three power bats. And at seven K when I'm just looking for ceiling type of arms, I think you have to, you have to have interest in in tournaments. Um, I don't think I would do it in a cash game format by any means, but I think in tournaments you you have to, you're going to have to roll the dice on pitchers today just because of the way the pricing is. And I'm going to take a guy with a 28% K rate instead of a guy with a 17% K rate on this slate. So for that, for those reasons, like we're going to talk about the bats and I still kind of like some of these bats, but I think you have to have some interest in them. And like on the other side, like Brett Anderson, he's cheap too, but this is a guy with a 12% K rate. So which guy am I taking? I'm taking the guy with the 28% K rate. Uh, do you have any interest in Anderson? Anderson's totally off my list. Um, plus, you know, the way the Brewers treat their starters. Like, we've got a low strikeout starter who won't even pitch that long. Um, so, yeah, definitely give me Radon way ahead of Anderson. Um, and there, there's a couple other pitchers right in the same price range that are ahead of him. So, no, he, he'll be a cross off for me. Uh, let's talk bats here. White Sox, um, I think they're very much in play. You know, I hate the fact on DraftKings we can't play Abreu and E5 together, but mm-hmm. we, we just saw this team explode uh, against the lefty a couple days ago against the Royals. Um, this is a spot that I'm going right back to the well. Um, McCann, Jimenez, Abreu, Moncada, uh, Roberts, if he bats leadoff. Like, uh, the White Sox are a team that I think you can three to five man stack on the slate. And they're not overly expensive, so I kind of think they might be popular on the slate too when you're wanting to pay up for like a Garrett Cole. Yeah, so kind of anecdotally, like I feel like this is the team that benefited the most DFS contrarianism-wise. I think that's a word. We'll call it a word. Back in March, this was like the hot team that everyone was talking about because they improved so much over the offseason. And it's like people just kind of forgot about how – how much better they are. Um, like this is just a really good lineup top to bottom. Um, and they've been scoring runs too. I mean, certainly in Kansas city, they had fun, but uh, I think they're, they're one of the top teams here for sure. Um, if you can kind of stay away from the end of the brewers bullpen, you're, you're in good shape. And like, like if they can just win the game and get Anderson out early and, you know, never end up seeing Hader and those guys. I, yeah, I like them a lot. Yeah, but like if you're stacking this team, you're you're hoping you get the bat in the bullpen because your team's scoring runs anyway. So, yep. um, like even in cash games, like some of these guys, Jimenez, um, 4K, he's been hitting the ball really well. You know, this is a top prospect that is we're starting to finally see. You know, not strike out at a 30% clip right now. So we'll we'll see where we're at in 60 games. But right now, um, I like the White Sox. 
Yeah, and relative to the slate, like you say, they're pretty affordable um, on DraftKings relative to a lot of other things. Brewer side of things, like, oh, I didn't even realize Ryan Braun went on the 10-day infected right finger index. Uh, I totally (laughs) missed that. That happened on Sunday, and I don't play baseball on Sunday. So, Um, man, that takes a huge hit to this lineup, right? Like, you're worried about Garcia. Yelich is just a good hitter in general, but, like, upside wise like pina is a cheap catcher maybe like there's not a lot of bats that like here and pina is day-to-day like yeah this team i mean when you think about how good they were last year like this was the team we wanted every day they've got nothing um i mean like sure kesson here and and yelich but at their salaries it's it's just weird like they're, they're kind of tough to use um and then like the next best hitters on the team are avasail garcia and justin smoke um <laughs> Ah, you know, sure, but no, give me the White Sox. They have Healy down in AAA. Like this, maybe they call him up because they sent Braun on the IL, and like he's in the lineup here. He's notoriously good against lefties, but overall, um, yeah, I just I don't love this. I don't like the Brewers here. Like I would play Yelich on any slate, but not at six K on this one. Right? Yeah, he's probably not going to make the cut at all. Not because I don't like him, but. this team in general is just really uninspiring right now. Yeah, Braun being out definitely hurts too. Kane opting out, yeah. Pirates and Twins, Derek Holland against Lewis Thorpe. Um, Derek Holland against Minnesota. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna probably pass on this one, Dave. Um, I, I don't have any interest in Derek Holland. I mean, it, the Twins are right there with the Yankees for – you know, you don't probably need like course field can go 15 to 14. You might not need it um, because of the twins of the Yankees. Now Holland like still has his moments. Like there's, he's not as terrible as he was like a couple of years ago. Uh, he was so far off his game that he was like a worst pitcher in the league kind of guy. He's really not a worst pitcher in the league kind of guy, but I mean, a lefty with fly balls and hard hits and in his first start, his control wasn't there against the Twins? No, no. And they're not – like, Nelson Cruz is 4,500. He's probably the top player on the slate for me. Like, I'm going to be disappointed in the morning if I don't see him tagged as a core play for you. Um, I think you're <laughs> going to be safe on that, yeah. Um, but we go to the other side. We have Lewis Thorpe here. He's not going to pitch deep. Like, this is a – a guy that is a reliever um, that is like making a spot start because was it uh, Hughes or no Homer Bailey? Bailey. Um, Bailey went on the IL. Oda Rizzi comes back later this week. Like Lewis Thorpe, what sixty pitches max here? Maybe seventy. Like I'm not expecting too much here. Yeah, he's had a couple two inning relief outings. He threw like forty pitches in one of them. Um, I mean, he's he's got talent, but he's priced fully like a starter. Um, and he's not a, st- a starter. Like, sure, he can go four innings, um, but he he's too expensive for a guy who's they really don't want to use that long and can't use that long. Yeah, like if for some reason we got news that like a a pitch count of like eighty five came out or something, then like I would seriously consider him because the matchup is good. Pittsburgh, they don't really have anybody outside of like Josh Bell. Like we were just talking about with the Brewers, like this team. This team's struggling as far as talent right now. Um, yeah. Bats, anything on Pittsburgh here? Um, part of the, the rest of the problem is, like, the Twins have one of the better bullpens, too. Yeah. Um, they can – even if, like, if someone gets in trouble, they'll just pull them out and bring in somebody good. Um, you know, Bell, Moran, and Reynolds are a good little trio of hitters. Like, I like to play some Pittsburgh when I can just because nobody ever plays them. Um. But uh, like I said, I think Thorpe is talented. Like it's not like I think they're going to do well against him in in the few innings. And then the bullpen's good. So I'll be pretty deep into multi-entry before I get to uh, Bell and Reynolds. Yeah, like the only – I don't even feel like because he's third base eligible, I was going to say Phillip Evans if he bats like fourth or fifth here um, against the lefty getting a couple of bats maybe against the lefty. But – like even even Philip Evans, you got to use him at third base. He's twenty six hundred. There's a guy under three K that we're going to talk about when we get to one of these later games that I like more than him. So I'm probably going to stay away from Pittsburgh on this slate. Stallings, if he catches, I always like cheap catchers. So um, you know, I'll throw his name out there. But um, 
Minnesota, like we already kind of hinted towards it, but like Nelson Cruz, four seventy six ISO against left handed pitching since the start of last season. Derek Holland, three eighteen ISO against right handed batters with a massive fly ball rate and a high a high hard hit rate. Like this is the matchup. Like you pay up for Cruz and Garver and Sano, and you just hope that they outscore cores. Yeah, like these guys should be, given where everyone else is priced, these guys should be in that close $5,500 to $6,000 range. Um, I, lo- I love these these guys, whether it's a full stack on their own. Um, and I even really like playing, depending on what they do with the lineup, like put the lefties in there and just assume they get hauling out of the game in a hurry. Um, even within twin stacks, Kepler and Rosario won't really be played. They'll, they'll probably give one of them a day off, just kind of the way they're doing things. But definitely give me Cruz, Garver, and Sano. Um, Polanco is one of the better shortstops. I'm going to be using a ton of those guys. Um, but if full stacking, I would I would throw one of the lefties in, just thinking that you know they get Holland out in three innings and then just go nuts. So I, I love this team overall. They're like I say, right there with the Yankees as. If you're not doing cores, you, you get the same upside here. Well, a couple other things I want to note here is Josh Donaldson's dealing with a little bit of a calf injury. If he sits, Marwin Gonzalez is actually a really decent um, hitter against left-handed pitching. He's 2,900. He's also a switch hitter, so I don't think we really have to worry about, like, a pinch hit risk for him at 2,900. So, like, he's someone that if he hits, like, sixth or seventh here, um, you could definitely, I think, consider him for cash games at this price. Um, yeah, he and, and – um... Buxton. I don't know if, yeah, I don't, Arias probably won't play being a lefty, but he's cheap. But yeah, Buxton is still Buxton, you know, super talented guy who, even against Derek Holland, he can strike out. But um, yeah, playing (laughs) cheap guys on a team like this is ideal. So um, yeah, Marwin's a good call. I'm, I'm assuming Donaldson's still out. So yeah, I like it. Even if he's not, like, Marwin could still, you know, draw a start for, like, Kepler or somebody here. So, like, just have to yeah. watch and see when the lineups come out. But wanted to know him at 2,900. Um, we move on. We got the Royals and the Cubs. Danny Duffy, Alec Mills. Um, it's the night before. Like I, like I always say, we record the night before. I always pull up the Wrigley weather. And, geez, uh, we're going to have to see what Roth has to say. But we're looking at 17 to 20-mile-an-hour winds blowing in from left field in this game um, in Chicago. So, when we're looking for some pitching value, does that make Danny Duffy any more interesting here? It really does. Um, I, th- yeah, I, he's another one of those guys, like he's really not that bad. Uh, I mean, a, a couple of years ago, we were thinking he was going to be pretty good. Um, and his career got derailed a few times, but he's a decent pitcher. I mean, he struck out eight. I mean, it was the Tigers. We struck out eight guys. Um, and he's another one of those. It's kind of a, a fly ball lefty. If the wind is blowing in like that in Wrigley. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, Chris Bryant may be out again. Um, I, I like him way more than I want to like him. Uh, assuming I saw the same thing. So I'm glad you, you said that I'm, I'm expecting, it looks like the wind is blowing in and pretty hard. Um, yeah, I'm almost certainly going to have, um, Duffy is one of my higher owned pitchers, which I, I don't love it, but that's what the slate has given me. Yeah, I think the same is going to be said for here for Alec Mills. Um, you know, when we're looking at this price range, I, I think Alec Mills is, you know, one of the better options under 10K. I was actually a little shocked that he threw 77 pitches against Cincinnati in his first start. And like he was efficient with those 77 pitches, like six innings. He's not going to go out and light the world on fire with strikes here, strikeouts, but like give me six, six, seven clean innings here. Um, and on this slate at 8K, I'll take it. Yep. He's a, uh, another guy that, well, I mean, we haven't seen enough of him in the majors to know, but he looks like essentially an average pitcher. You know, he's not terrible. Probably going to be a decent ground ball guy had good control in the minors i yeah i like both these pitchers um assuming that you know this wind is correct and it's coming in like that i'm i'm gonna play both pitchers in this game i'll play them both in the same lineup yeah like obviously we're gonna have to wait and see what roth has to say that we're looking at stuff the night before and weather changes in an hour not just the night before so 
if the wind is blowing in what we're seeing, like even if the wind isn't blowing in, I still like Mills for what it's worth. Um, but I like both of these guys a lot more if the wind is blowing in. Um, or pretty much anything, just as long as it's not blowing out. I think they're going to be usable. Yep, I agree with you. Um, anything on the Royals' bats that you like here? Um, so, for, you know, the same problem. That, so the wind is going to hurt the bats, but still, um, I mean, I do kind of want to like – something here like the Royals are a pretty good team I, I obviously we had Royals chalk week last night because of all the salaries um, but there's some good hitters here but if we're right about that win like I don't I don't want to be playing a guy that you're counting on a home run for um, like Solaire is still only 4200 on DraftKings which I, I think is still too cheap for him um, so sure he's on my list I like him um but I'm I, I'm not going to chase these guys for the same reason that I'm probably just leaning pitchers here. Yeah, um, Mondesi fouled a pitch off his leg and was removed from Sunday's game. They said it was just to be on the careful side of things. But if he's out, like I actually would, I have interest in Mondesi if he if he's in the lineup. Um, maybe not, like if he's dealing with a little bit of a leg injury because I want the stolen base upside. The guy that I wanted to bring up here was Alex Gordon. He's 3,100. With the wind blowing in from left, I feel like a lefty might not be affected as much. It's still going to be affected because it's Wrigley. But at 3,100, give me a couple hits. I don't even need a home run at 3,100 on this slate. So just wanted to mention Alex Gordon. Yeah, I would say um, Gordon and, and uh, McBroom are so cheap. Um, that And they could be batting. And if Mondesi's out, like they could both be batting top four, four or five or six. Um, and on this slate, right, you don't need a home run from a 3K batter. Uh, so I'm, I'm fine with just throwing one in. You guys will understand what we're saying when you start building lineups. Like, pricing is really tough on this one. Um, Cubs bats, you know, it is a lefty. But, like, we're going to get a lot of righties here. If the wind's blowing in that much from left field, like, it's going to be tough. Um, some of these guys are cheap. Do you have any interest in the Cubs? Maybe. This is like if the – not even when blowing out, if it was sort of neutral, I'd be looking for some of these cheap guys. Um, like I like the price on, on even like bias at 4,800, but I, I don't, I don't see myself really going there. Um, and really this team, they're just not as good as you want them to be. Um, and we don't know. I mean, Chris Bryant should be back soon. Um, but he's not really a guy I'm playing for the same. He's the same like 4,800. Uh, it's fine, but I'm not inspired. Um, you know, David Bodie hit leadoff on Sunday, but I mean, he's up to 3,500. So it's not, it's not amazing. I, I might, I might really just be looking pictures here. Um, yeah. Like I don't, I don't love this one. You know, I, Brian, I don't know if he has to test two more times or one more time, um, one more negative test, like, because it was illness and, like, that's the Major League Baseball protocol. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. All right, we move on. We got the Giants and the Rockies. Um, we're – do you have any interest in Chichi Gonzalez or Johnny Cueto? Like, are we just skipping over these guys really quick? I mean, I definitely don't have interest in Chichi Gonzalez. Um you know, I'm not actually going to say that you're not allowed to consider playing a DraftKings $5,100 Johnny Cueto. Um, but the problem is this is still not Johnny Cueto yet. Like, I, I think we're probably still looking at a four-inning pitcher, um, and it's in course Field, and he's not. If this was 2016 Johnny Cueto, I would – I'm, I'm, it would be dumb to say I would lock him in. I would play him all the time. But he did throw 87 pitches in the last start. It didn't go long because he didn't pitch that well. Um, I'm almost like trying to talk myself out of playing any Johnny Cueto, but I, I can almost guarantee you I will have a lineup with Johnny Cueto simply because of that salary. And you can just get lucky. Um, I will just be hoping he gets lucky. But officially – I mean, no, he's a terrible play. Like, he should go negative. Let's start with the Giants' bats. I have no comment on Johnny Guido. I have zero interest. <laughs> like, I just want to do you know, it. I feel like i got to say, because someone's going to see my see me with a lineup with Johnny Cueto, and if I don't say that I'm going to play him, they'll be like, 
hey man you played johnny guido but i mean the lineup will be in last place so i don't know why they would care yeah um giants bats we'll start with them like they're all really really good plays i think the one that i wanted to highlight the most was probably brandon bell under 5k against chichi gonzalez um what are your thoughts when you're looking at the giants here yeah, I mean, Chi-Chi Gonzalez should not have ever really been a major league pitcher. Um, his the, his numbers, like, everywhere are just crazy bad. Like, in the minors, he was able to get ground balls, but he he can't do any – like, he's just a bad pitcher in the majors. Um, and the Giants – the Giants are better than we thought they were going to be. Um, yeah, Belt, Belt was the one, to me, price-wise, that – that jumped out like the, you know, Yaz being up at 5,900. It's not crazy, but it's, it's weird. And Dickerson's over 5k. So ideally I I don't want to just be jamming in a bunch of $5,000 giants bats. Um, but I, a belt is up there. Um, I don't think this is a, a must stack because of teams like the twins and the Yankees who could do it with home runs. And maybe this team only gets, one or two home runs and it's a bunch of singles. Um, And, you know, even in cash games, I don't know if you want to do two, like the the two pitchers in the Cubs game, so you can get giants bats and cash. I don't really love that idea. Um, I think I'd, I'd rather play a good pitcher and, and not worry about these bats and cash. Yeah. Like, my my issue with like playing these guys in cash games, the twins are just so cheap. Like I, I just know that like I'm gonna prefer the twins most of the time here, but we'll have to see when we get lineups coming out if there's like a chalk value guy or something like that that stands out. But right now, like Yaz at fifty nine hundred, like I love Yaz. I think he is definitely showing a ton of promise. He's a fly ball guy in cores. Um and Brandon Belt is just – Brandon Belt stands out. Um, Brandon Crawford's 4,400. He's pretty cheap. If for some reason that Duggar draws a better lineup spot, maybe you look at him. But, um, yeah, like it, it's tough to fit these guys in, but they are, you know, good plays. Gigi Gonzalez. Um, and then we go to the Rocky side of things. You know, like they're expensive. Outside of Matt Kemp, like they just refuse to – raise the price on Matt Kemp. Like it's not the greatest matchup for Matt Kemp, but $3,800 Matt Kemp. Um, and he's been hitting the ball really well over the last couple of days. Like it's hard not to consider him here um, under 4k. Yeah. I don't know. You never know what they're going to do with their lineup. Like, I was surprised he played on Sunday. Um, and I keep thinking, well, I don't know if he's going to play, but yeah, as long as he does, you play a $3,800 guy who still has power at course. Um, and then I feel like you can fit like Blackman and, and Dahl are pretty tough to fit, but you can get like McMahon and Murphy if you just if you need to get some exposure. Um, which you would you do? I think just as far as with the pricing factored in, if I'm gonna pick out a bat for this game for cash games or sort of a first like single entry tournament, it would probably be a Rocky. Like I'd rather pay that fifty seven for Blackman, um, than like, you know, a Dickerson or Yaz. Um, I'd probably rather play McMahon or Murphy than like Brandon Crawford. Like they're all in the same price range. So I I guess I slightly prefer the Rockies lefties here. And then, I mean, Arenado and Story are not going to be sneaky or under-owned, but I'm not sure that anyone here can be just mega chalky because of the salaries. Like they're so expensive as they should be. And everyone's going to naturally – kind of take the lefties first so sure i like them um but i don't like them any more than the twins or the yankees all right move on we got the dodgers and the padres walker bueller chris paddock um this is another game that has a really low total on this slate um walker bueller when we're looking at like arms that are aces walker bueller's an ace in my opinion um he did not look great and he only threw 56 pitches in his first starts um it's the Dodgers. When we when we get these young guys, like I think like eighty five is probably like your high expectation for him to pitch in this game. Yeah, and I like I mean he threw like less than sixty in that first start, and partly because it was Houston, but um yeah, I think he tops out at eighty and I would think seventy is probably even more likely. 
and he's not that much cheaper than Colin DeGrom. I mean, it, it's, it's a relevant amount, but like on DraftKings, it's $700 to Cole. I don't think it's even remotely close. Um, there's just too short of a leash on Bueller right now. I love him. He's great, but uh, no, give me, give me Cole every day of the week. Um, and I'm not even sure that Bueller, because of what I think his pitch count is, is that much better than Soroka um, when factored in the salaries. So I'm going to be, I must be waiting for a different slate. And once we see him stretched out before I'm getting too excited about him. Yeah. There's a report that says 70, 80, 70 to 80 pitches in this start. So like at 10 K on this slate, uh, give me, I'll punt catcher with like a, a cheap catcher and play Cole over Bueller or something like, I just, I can't do it. The other side, you know, Chris Paddock, I'm a huge fan of Chris Paddock. I think like this is a kid that has a ton of talent. I don't play pitchers, especially right-handed pitchers against the Dodgers. I don't care who it is. Um, I just where, where do you beat them? They don't hit the ball soft. They don't strike out and they all walk and make pitchers work. Like I, I like Paddock in general. I think he's a great pitcher, but it's the Dodgers and like, I just can't do it. Yeah. I would say, so when I uh, started first opened up the slate on DraftKings and started messing around the Chris Paddock salary, is the thing I'm most impressed about on the whole slate with DraftKings. Yeah. Like they made him cheap enough that you act, you can't just not consider him. Like he's as good as like he's better than Soroka. He, he's basically in between Bueller and Soroka talent wise. Like he's one of the, it's four aces. It's DeGrom, Cole, Bueller, and Paddock, but he's priced down barely above Anderson. Um, they did a great job of making you have to think about it, but I'm with you that, these Dodgers against righties are just so good. Like everything just has to go his way just perfectly. Um, I love the salary. I love the talent, but yeah, give me a, a worse pitcher, uh, not against the Dodgers. He would have paid this price off in one of four starts against the Dodgers last year. So like if you're playing those odds on this slate, it's not the worst thing to think about, but it's also in the middle of the season. Like we're not. This is this would be his third start. Eighty nine pitches in his last start, um, and they let him face a, a batter where I I was watching that game. I was like, all right, he's at like I think he was at like eighty four. I was like, oh, they're probably going to pull him here. He's in a little bit of trouble, and they like let him go out and get that out. So maybe ninety five here at seventy six hundred. Like if you're playing one hundred and fifty, I think you play him and you have him in your pool, but. Outside of that, like if you're playing like a three entry max or even like a twenty entry max, I don't think I just don't I don't I don't see him beating the Dodgers. Like the Dodgers lineup was excellent and it got better this offseason. So uh, it's just it's really tough yeah. to beat the Dodgers. I guess the one thing we should point out this is again it's Sunday night. Um, like Mookie Betts may have gotten injured. Um, like he has a swollen finger and it, the x-rays were negative. There's a chance he doesn't play. Seager was banged up too, wasn't Seager, he? Yeah. Like there, as of now, the, it says could return Monday is like the news. If they don't have Seager or bets, uh, I give him a little by still, I still hate the matchup. Um, but I would, I would move him into like, I would play him in a 20 max. Yeah. It would really like, if it's if it's like Pollock Taylor, like that adds two right-handed strikeout guys. So like you're obviously gonna have to look at the lineup when it comes out. Um, like even Kiki is a guy that strikes out more against righties. So if the lineup comes out, Mookie's out, Seager's out, I'm more willing to take a shot. Yes, uh, but I'm with you. I think it's more like a 20 entry max play. Um, so he'll definitely be in my my MME pool, but. Yeah, he's a righty against the Dodgers. That's that's the whole story. <laughs> yeah, just we don't have to get into that too much. Like you look at the walk rates and everything for the Dodgers against right-handed pitching um, for the last two years, it's just crazy. So, um, Dodgers bats. Do you have any interest in the Dodgers here against Paddock? Yeah, because the thing about Paddock is like as absolutely fantastic as he is against righties, he's still pretty much just an average pitcher against lefties at this point. Like he's going to get better, um, but right now he's he's really not anything that special against lefties so guys like Bellinger and, and Muncie if, if Seager plays uh absolutely I, I will be playing those guys yeah like I could see like a three to five man stack for the Dodgers here um and then we might get so if we lose the Seager and Bats, like it might be like Rios and Beatty 
um, which I didn't look at their salaries. I would assume they're cheap. Oh, oh super cheap. Rios is 2,600. They're, and BD is 25. 25. So I would, I mean, those guys would be very useful salary savers if either one of them's in the lineup. Yeah. Um, the Dodgers overall, I think that they're like the third or fourth price team on the slate. And we know like they can break any slate. So um, on the other side, the Padres, like Bueller's good. Dodgers bullpen's good. Um, I, I like, I'm, I'm a fan of the Padres. I think they're a strong young team, but um, it's probably not the slate for me. Yeah. It's a weird slate for them. And they, yeah, like you say, they've been very good. I think they're legit, but um, they're kind of leftovers for, yeah, for 150 lineups. Like, I, I don't think you need to be thinking too hard about them. Yeah, and Hosmer went down too. So, like, they lost him. But, like, I'm a huge fan of Gresham. I'll keep saying it. Um, he looks he's, good. He's impressing me a lot at the plate. And, like, any dude that hits a massive home run then gets up his next at bat and lays down a bunt, like, you're, I'm a fan, just yeah. as a baseball fan. And he's been, uh, <laughs> he's been continually cheap on FanDuel. Um, yeah. I didn't look at tomorrow's price. I assume he is. I, I, I don't really – like I said, I don't really want Padres, but no, I agree, I'm, with, I, agree with you. I think he's good. Just, it was more of like fanboy and Manny Machado's 3K on FanDuel. But anyway, moving on, last game on the slate, uh, we got the Athletics and Mariners, Frankie Montas against Justice Sef- Sheffield. Uh, Dave, I, 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 I see it coming. Montas is going to be uber chalk on the slate. And, yeah. it, you know, cash game-wise – plug him in in my opinion in tournaments like there's a strong argument to playing him even at high ownership on this slate i think um but there's always that like leverage that you can create with you know maybe taking a shot on mills or somebody instead yeah so this is the one i'm most interested to see kind of where where the chatter is um where the projected ownership is He's like last year was great. He kind of he broke out. Everything looked great, but I mean he's been really good for I don't know thirteen, fourteen starts in his life, yeah. uh, and he's he's expected to be good. But w- we don't really know that this guy is great. And his first two starts have been kind of eh, like his control has been iffy. It looks fine, but not great. Um, if we're looking at a guy that's fifty percent owned and Danny Duffy is twenty percent owned. I prefer Danny Duffy. Um, like I, yeah, play Montas and Cash. Like he'll he'll make the most sense, I would assume, in most projection models. They'll give him to you points per dollar, and I get it. Um, but and even I, so I mean, Chris Paddock is better a better pitcher than Montas. Of course, you want your guy in Seattle, but that's the whole point. So does everybody. Um, even the Carlos Rodon thing, basically same salary similar strikeout upside, just raw ability. Um, his matchup is not that much worse. Of course, Montas is the play, I think, on DraftKings. I'm not saying he's not. Um, but I don't think he's that much better than that whole tier of Mills, Paddock, Montas, Duffy that are all more or less the same salary. Yeah, and I, like I said, I think he's going to come out like everybody knows Seattle. They strike out a ton. Like they have a ton of strikeouts in this lineup, like 27% or something like that against right-handed pitching um, since the start of last season. So, like we know that Montas is going to be popular here. Um, and like I said, for good reason. Like, you know, we I agree with the reasoning. He's cheap. Like this is a guy I wish he was like 8,500 and it could potentially keep his ownership down a little bit. But it's not – um, on the other side of things, Justice Sheffield, I actually kind of like the athletics here. I don't really have a ton of interest in Sheffield until, like, he can show me he can put together, like, five strong innings in, like, back-to-back-to-back starts or something because what we're seeing so far is this a lot of hype for Justice Sheffield right now. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's, he's supposed to be good, um, and I'm sure that he will be, but it might be – it could be two more years before he's good, like – He's just not doing it. His first start, he walked four guys in three innings. Um, the, <laughs> that's where, like, I'm not sure that I wouldn't – That I might play Johnny Cueto ahead of him. <laughs> I think I would play Cueto. That. Uh, I don't <laughs> but, know if I could do that, but yeah. I don't want to play either not, one of them. That's not correct. That's not the correct thing to say. Don't yeah. play these guys. Please don't play Johnny Cueto and say that I said to. Uh, but – <laughs> 
Uh, no, I, I want some Oakland power bats before I want Sheffield. Let's talk Oakland power bats. Um, Oakland's expensive and they are going to be sub 10, maybe sub 5% owned on a, on a eight game slate on DraftKings anyway, because they're so expensive. Like you're paying up for Loriano, you're playing up for Simeon, you're playing up for Chapman, Kana, you're paying up for. I'll let you give me your thoughts, I, but I before you do, Chad Pinder is probably yeah. one of my favorite <laughs> plays on the slate at 2,900. Like I, I probably will play him in cash games on the slate at second base. Yeah, uh, he's going to jump out. Like, people are kind of familiar with playing him as the cheap guy. Like, he was a, a thing for a, a while last year, too, is that everybody played him as their cheap guy. Um, he's got talent, and um, he can hit a home run. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to be very useful on this this slate. Definitely well, like, my, viable. like, my argument for him is, like, if you're not paying up for, like, Muncie or one of the cores guys, like, there's nobody really in that, like, low four, up three range outside of maybe LeMahieu that, like, I like. So, going down all the way to, you know, Pinder, I'm, you know, I'm biased. This guy's won me a ton of money. Um, so, like, I'm biased, but, like, I always play him against lefties. He, he's always produced against lefties, and, like, I think that he's definitely usable here, but listen, the A's are going to be low owned cheese. Like they, they're so expensive and like this game's in Seattle. It's not the best spot for like hitting, but, but why not? Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at like teams that are going to be low owned that can, can produce. Um, This is a team. So this is one of those teams that I'm going to like, I'm make myself a note in the morning, no matter what happens and how dumb the lineup looks, I'm going to have a lineup with Olsen, Chapman, and Canna. Like, it's – especially Olsen, like the, you know, lefty-lefty. Given what else is on this slate, they'll be just so crazy low-owned for a team with that much power against a bad pitcher and a bad bullpen. So, uh, I'm totally with you. Pinder will get plenty of attention, but, yeah, all those other guys – they will not as as Lori. Yeah, Loriano's 5,400. I mean, it looks goofy. but that's that's what they call late night hammer, Stevie. Yes, just don't play don't play Crush Davis. Like he <laughs> is so uninterested in baseball this season. I've watched his name him a couple is of clearly th- Chris Davis now. He's earned his it, name. Like he, oof, he, it's bad. Um, we talked about Gary Sanchez. This guy's one for twenty one with ten Ks on the season. Like uh, Chris Davis is off to a really really cold start. Like he needs a couple of days off, um, in my opinion. But I'm not the coach of the athletics, so I can. Uh, uh, I'll text him and tell. Tell them that's what you think. All right. I appreciate that. Like, move Piscotti up in the lineup and give me a guy that, you know, wants to play baseball right now. So, um, listen, Cheese, I don't love Seattle. I like Montas. But, like, if we're going to see a guy 40 to 50% owned on a slate, is there a, a, a cause to potentially look at stacking Seattle just to gain, like, masses of leverage, even if it's, like, a three-man? So, Seattle's really not – as terrible as everyone wants them to be. Like there's a, there's a few decent hitters on this team. Um, and uh, we never know exactly how their lineup will look. Um, but I mean, yes, I think you can play at least a couple. I assume they're cheap. Yeah. Kyle Lewis at $3,700. Nola, uh, you know, a $2,800 catcher. That's actually decent. Um, and he hits up towards the top of the lineup too. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, like they haven't been feeling the need to play Dan Vogelbach, which they shouldn't, but I hope they do. Um, make sure there's nothing wrong with him that I don't know about. Um, there's nothing wrong yeah, except for the fact that he doesn't want to. He he doesn't want to hit balls far this year for some yeah. reason. Like I mean, he hasn't. I don't think he's touched the ball yet this year. He might have one hit, but I like the that dude has power. Um, and he like guys like Shed Long is is he's a pretty good baseball player. He's not an exciting fantasy player um but yes i think you can play some mariners based on the salary um there would be a good like fill in secondary stack if you're trying to do a, a rocky stack or a giant stack or something that's so expensive and you you just got to get something in there um particularly nolan lewis kind of stand out to me like blender likes to say it's one of those um garbage stacks so dumpster stacks whatever he calls them i can't even remember right now but um, all right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Um, let's get it started off here. Give me a guy under 8K pitching wise um, to get six or more strikeouts on the slate. 
Under 8K, six or more strikeouts. There's actually a few that I like. It's I'm not going to go with Johnny Cueto. I do not believe he's going to get you six strikeouts. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Radon, actually. That's who I was going to take. Took my guy. Um, I'm not going to take Chalk Montas. I hate taking Chalk. You know, give me – God, if Paddock wasn't pitching against the Dodgers, I would totally take Paddock, but – uh, give me Danny Duffy because I know I'm going to play him, so I'm going to root for him to get six or more strikeouts. I don't even want him to get six or more strikeouts. Give me five clean innings at this price. Yeah. <laughs> um, give me an expensive guy over 8K to go under 15 DraftKings points on the slate. Um, I mean, the obvious one is like I'm not going to count Thorpe because he's a reliever, essentially. Um, and even. Uh, I'm going to say Walker Bueller because I'm going to say he just doesn't quite pitch long enough and he doesn't pitch great. San Diego makes it hard enough on him. Yeah. Um, that was the guy that I was going to take too. I'm with you. I'm not going to take Thorpe. I think Cole and DeGrom both get over 15. I think out of the remaining options, Sorka, I like Sorka, but I think he is the least likely of the group to get under 15. It's tough on smaller slates when we don't have a ton of options up here, but yeah. Um, over 4K, not in cores that hit a home run. Who do you got? <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's like a that. bunch of them. Um, we'll go just somewhere. We'll go a little off the board with it. Um, I'm like a couple of them are so obvious that like it doesn't even seem fair. I'll go with Mark Canna. I like that one. Um, as we we're recording, Judge hit another home run, which made two for today. So six home runs in five games, like. Be crazy not to take him. I'm not going to take him, though. I'm going to say Sano. Um, again, like, I'm really heavy on the Twins today. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? That was my internet. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know if I disappeared there. Um, the tropical storm is like right oh, off the yeah. coast of Daytona right now. And we haven't been affected by it at all. So like, I got a little nervous that like maybe something happened, but uh, good to go. <laughs> yeah. Under 4K, two hits. Let me scroll down here a little bit. Uh, try to look for something a little weirder. Um, I would say Brett Gardner. All right. Um, let's see. Gardner. I'm going to go with, I hope he plays, Marwin Gonzalez. If Marwin Gonzalez yeah. doesn't play, give me Chad Pinder. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Who do you have? Um. You know what? I know who you want to say is a sneaky one. I'm going to say Seattle as the All right. very sneaky one. I feel like I have planted my flag with the Twins in this game. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota. I was thinking about taking Oakland, but I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm going to keep my flag planted. I'm very heavy on the Twins today. Um, so I can tell you guys already when you open up lineup HQ tomorrow, I do GPP stacks and uh, the twins would be one of them. So um, I'll, I'll have at least one twin tagged <laughs> in on the core as well. Yeah. Um, all right. Finish this off here. Cheese. Give me an against the spread or over under that's standing out to you to keep our sharp side um, bets going here. Um, trying to pull up the odds really quick. Let me see. I haven't didn't actually look at the, I've been terrible about it. I, I've been recording earlier than I usually do with the morning grind for baseball, and um, I haven't been pulling the odds up. That's on me. But uh, Yankees-Phillies are at nine. Um, Yankees are a huge favorite at 360. Mets-Braves are at eight. Um, Mets are a slight favorite at 132. No over-under in the Cubs game yet. Um, Coors is at 13. Rockies a slight favorite at 148. Um, Dodgers at 7.5. Dodgers minus 136. And then the Athletics are over under 9. And uh, Oakland is favored by 186. Okay. So, um, I would I would say over in the Oakland-Seattle game. I, I was interested if there's a uh, Cubs-Royals. They wouldn't have a total yet. But I, I would be interested in the Royals if they're a, a – underdog of any 
reasonable. They're length. plus one thirty eight for what it's worth. Uh, it's, uh, I'd like it a little more, but I do kind of like the Royals. I'm going to take um, Atlanta against the Grom plus one fourteen today. Uh, money line on that one. So I don't think I'm going to lock that in for my sharp side one today. Um, I think my streak's at like two or three. Um, so I'll have a I'll, I'll have a lock on Tuesday. I don't like any of these today as a lock. So Dave, it's been fun, man. It's been a while since we worked together. Um, it's always great talking anything with you, but uh, it's been fun talking some baseball. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, this is going to be a fun slate. Um, I like when it's tough to build, and um, I think we found a few good value plays already, but uh, keep an eye on those lineups because there's, there's a lot of question marks this year in general, but um, it could be some really useful value plays out there. Yeah, I think we're going to see value come and go all season. Um, we could potentially see, like, a cheap Mets batter. Uh, I know they traded for Billy Hamilton after the Cespedes thing today, but, like, he probably won't be in the lineup, but – you know, there, there's going to be every day there's going to be guys in and out of lineups um, because, like, even if you get any kind of, like, illness or anything, like, you're out. So that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Hope everyone had an awesome weekend. We'll be back talking some more baseball tomorrow. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you then.